solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, I'm Sports Guy Hickman. Happy to be back to do a Wild Wednesday, Hump Day Wednesday, whatever you want to call it, episode of Locked On Texans, your lady, your daily Texans podcast and news show. Now find us on YouTube as well at Locked On Texans. Subscribe and like. And before we get to today's episode, I want to let you guys know about the NFL Sunday pregame show that talks about every game and every team in depth. Check out the new Locked On NFL Sunday show live every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. with no sketches, no celebrity cameos, and no fluff. Just straight football, baby. Every Sunday morning with hosts Cody Rourke and Ross Jackson. Follow and subscribe to the Locked On NFL on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Don't forget to turn on those notifications to be notified when the show goes live every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And, of course, I am joined by none other than the greatest co-host in the world, Cody M. Davis. You see him right there. Welcome into the show. What we got on the rundown? And on this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans, John and I are going to look ahead and give some quick keys to victory on how the Houston Texans can actually upset the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. And then we're going to close out this latest installment of Locked On Texans. Look, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to milk as much stuff as possible regarding the Houston Texans season opener win. I see you laughing. The Houston Texans season opener victory against the Jacksonville Jaguars by just talking about what does that one win mean for not only the Houston Texans, but to the fan base, to reporters, to everyone involved, given the turmoil that's been surrounding this organization for over a year now. But to get this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans kicked off, John and I are going to take a look at the latest roster change regarding the Houston Texans. And on yesterday, it was announced that the Houston Texans have brought back Jaleel Johnson, who spent the last two weeks as a member of the New Orleans Saints practice squad after he was cut by the Texans because he did not make the 53-man roster. And John, listeners, let me be the first one to say that I am happy that Jaleel Johnson is back because given his play throughout training camp, throughout OTAs, and of course throughout those three preseason games, we thought without a doubt that Jaleel Johnson was going to be one of the guys to make the roster. Unfortunately, he was not. I love the fact that Jaleel Johnson is back. However, I do hate knowing that he came after Vincent Taylor sustained that gruesome ankle injury that is going to have him out for the next six to eight weeks. Yeah, the great thing about this signing is he's ready to play for Houston right now. By that, I mean... He already has chemistry with the players around him on their front seven and the coaching staff. There isn't going to be a big learning curve because he was just with this organization a little bit over 14 days ago. And I think for Houston, getting a player back that knows your system, uh, knows exactly what you want to do, knows how you want it to be done, and understands where the defense is currently and the defensive goals you're getting that player that you just had, plug-and-play guy. And I think for Jaleel Johnson, who you mentioned, we were both shocked at the fact that he did not get retained by Houston. 
We know his playing time in Minnesota because he had a lot of experience in Minnesota. Played a good number, good number of snaps in Minnesota. And I hate the fact that Houston won't have those two guys together on the field at least for the next eight weeks playing because I, I thought they I thought they played well together in the preseason. But for for uh, excuse me, but for Jaleel Johnson specifically. He got seven total tackles in the preseason, two former recoveries. Uh, he's a he's a player that fits right into the system. Can play that one and three technique. Very good against the run. Okay, and that's something that Houston wants to limit from what we saw last year. Houston was able to get ran up the good all the time. And so for Houston to be in a position where they're able to bring him back, it's like you lose one guy, you pick up the same caliber type of guy. And you may even get the better guy for what you maybe want to do. So happy that Jaleel Johnson is back. And I, 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 I didn't want him riding on New Orleans practice squad. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want him to do much with New Orleans. When, when you leave Texas, I don't want you to go to Dallas or New Orleans. And so happy to have him back. I would like to mention really quick, Throughout the entire offseason, Cody, we talked a lot about what we wanted to see out of this out of this backfield. We knew that this backfield's old. We knew that this backfield was a little bit of differently dynamic when you add in what David Johnson can do and, and then the age difference between Philip Lindsay and the other two backs. We also just knew that Houston wanted to run the ball and really get the running backs involved. All three running backs scored touchdowns on Sundays, and I think that's uh, something worth mentioning. And I also believe that this may be Titus Howard's Pro Bowl year. With him and Larry Tunson on their left side, you see why Houston really wanted to keep him over there. And I'm confident by saying that this may be his Pro Bowl year because in years past, whether it's been Davenport, whether it's been Sharpen, whether it's been any other lineman that was drafted to Houston, they all had to run into one guy. That was Mike Devlin. And at that point, Mike Devlin was a roadblock. He was not meant to get you over the hump. He was meant to keep you at that hump, which speaks to a lot about Bill O'Brien and the coaching staff that he had around him. But now with James Campen, we know that we're going to see progression. We're already seeing it. And Sunday was the first of what I believe will be many of games where we look back and say, well, Malcolm Brown won this battle majority of the time. I wanted to mention those, uh, those two points from the game. Like all three running backs scored in different ways, two on the ground, one in the air, and what I saw out of Titus Howard. And I'm not going to mention, y'all, Larry Tunsil's still that guy, okay? Don't even worry about it. Whatever, whatever you thought the NFL ranked him, that man is still that guy at left tackle, Cody. And we're back and better than ever. And all eyes right now are on the gridiron as teams are back on the field to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all of pro and college football action this season. With a new updated roster and interface, even more odds, even more props, and even more contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website right now or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. That is NFL100. Bet online is the easiest and fastest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, to this latest installment of Locked On Texans. And the Houston Texans 
went from playing the Jacksonville Jaguars, one of, if not the worst team in the league, to the Cleveland Browns, who everyone expect to be one of the best teams for this 2021 season. And Cleveland is coming off a game where they dropped their season opener against the Kansas City Chiefs, losing 33-29. to But, John, listeners, I actually went back, watched a couple plays from that game, and I thought to myself, looking at what I was able to see on Sunday from the Houston Texans and comparing that over to them going up against the Cleveland Browns, I still have Cleveland winning this game, but there are two factors that I'm looking at that can actually help improve the Texans' chances of pulling out another upset. And one of the first keys to victories that I want to look at is Houston's offensive line. And, John, you just finished talking about the offensive line, how great guys like Titus Howard has been. Of course, Laramie Tunsil. And, of course, we know we we even in this first game, we are seeing a better version of the offensive line because of the coaching of James Campen. And the reason why I'm looking at this offensive line is because on the opposite side of the line of scrimmage, the Houston Texans will be going up against arguably, if not the best D line in the NFL. And this is a D line that recorded not one, but two sacks on Patrick Mahomes that cost Kansas city 13 yards. And that was with the offensive line that they have been raving about this entire off season. A great defensive line is going to be hard to run against that team, which means we're going to need to see another spectacular performance from Tyrod Taylor. Taylor needs to find some kind of way to rekindle that same magic he showcased against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He needs to come out and make quick decisions. He needs to come out and still connect with Brandon Cooks on those deep pass attempts. And look, Brandon Cooks, this is a guy who recorded, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, 133 receiving yards last game. He needs to recreate that same magic as well. Once again, I still think this is going to be a game that the Houston Texans drop. But if the offensive line come out and do their job, and if Tyrod Taylor can some way find and rekindle that magic that he had against the Jacksonville Jaguars, just maybe the Texans can pull off an upset in Cleveland. Week one, you play the worst team in the NFL. Week two, you're going to play a team that made it to the playoffs last year, had a very dominant run game, and were already stacked up front with Miles Garrett and boys, right? Then in the offseason, they go out, sign Jadavion Clowney, who had four total tackles. And on Sunday's game, they had six QB hits along with those two sacks. And we know that sacking, like getting to Patrick Mahomes may not be that hard, but sacking Patrick Mahomes and actually bring him, bringing him down is, is a little bit harder than, than what, you know, getting to him is, right? And uh, overall, when we look at this team, it has to be another week of all hands on deck. So it has to be another week of Farrell Brown getting involved in the blocking game, uh, Claire getting involved in the blocking game, Aikens getting involved in the blocking game, Rex Burkhead getting involved in the rock, blocking game, I'm sorry. The, your running backs, everybody – like with this 12-man personnel, everybody getting involved on touching somebody because you're looking at a defensive front that has Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney. Uh, they still have they have a great defensive backfield. They're able – Denzel Ward, who, who he's progressing. They're able to do a lot of things uh, defensively because they have talent at all 
three levels. And when you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars, you can make a case that they have talent at one level, but it lacks at the other two. Or they have talent at two levels, but it lacks at the other one tremendously. What Houston has to do is keep Baker Mayfield in that pocket. Hmm. Baker Mayfield is still a short quarterback, and I love Baker. I'm a fan of Baker Mayfield. I think that he has an opportunity to be very good for the Cleveland Browns long term. But Baker Mayfield is at his best when he's rolling out getting comfortable outside the pocket. And when Baker is inside, if you can collapse on him a little bit and moving out the pocket and moving up in the pocket is two different Baker Mayfields. Whenever he has to force up, that's when we see a little bit more of uh, the head scratcher Baker Mayfield. And that's what Houston has to do, which is great. You just got Jaleel Johnson back. And if, if, if Baker steps up, then you have a big body like Jaleel Johnson who can, you know, cause some damage. You got a very quick Ross Blacklock who I saw on Sunday, you know, didn't get the, the two sacks that he should have gotten, but he was in Trevor Lawrence's face a lot. He was able to use his, his hands up front and uh, and uh, penetrate that offensive line. I'm sorry. So Houston, I'm not going to say they have a shot, but this game for Houston doesn't have to be a blowout loss. This game for Houston can come down – to the fourth quarter decisions of both sides. And maybe they do have a shot. If Houston if Houston wins this game on Sunday and Cleveland starts 0-2 and Houston starts 2-0, hypothetically speaking, of course, <laughs> you know, I think the conversation of what this team can be or will be changes a little bit. And I'm not picking them to win. But I do think we're going to get a better showing than what we probably originally thought we were going to get out of Houston. John, really quick, let me ask you this question because I thought about what is more important for the defense as well. And and I know you say, you know, keeping Baker Mayfield in the pocket, but I'm looking at this from a standpoint. I think it might be a little bit more important for the Texans to focus on containing the run game because in a season opener, the loss against Kansas City, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, those two guys combined for nearly 120 yards on the ground. And looking at the damage that they did against the Texans last year, and yes, I understand this is a – I'm going to just go ahead on and say it. This is a better defensive team just due to the coaching alone. John, I think it's going to be more important for them to contain the run, try as much as possible to limit the damage between Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt on Sunday. If they do that – then I think that's going to improve their chances of winning this game. Well, I think here's the thing about the Browns offense, right? You got to either live with something or you're going to die by something. So you can live with that run game. You can live with it because nine times out of 10, what we saw is going to happen regardless. That's why Nick Chubb just got that, his new deal. Mm -hmm. Right. Kareem Hunt got a new deal. I think as well, I think two years ago, I, I know, he, I know him and Cleveland work something out, so they're both on a new contract. Um, but what I have saw out of Cleveland last year is they're going to run their ball, it's going to be effective, and eventually it may wear you down. But when Baker starts hitting Higgins or when he starts hitting um, uh, Jarvis Landry or, you know, those boys, or he gets Austin Hooper involved, like when Baker is finally getting to a comfortable groove, where he has command of that offense, then I think you're in trouble. Because if you're losing at both, 
throughout the air, in, in I'm sorry, in the air and on the ground, you may find yourself in a world of trouble. When does Odell come back? I need to check on that. But but even even if Odell comes back, and I don't know what it is, but Baker and Odell has never looked great together on the field. I don't know what it is. Like, I mean, even you could go back and look at the numbers and just look at the highlights. That's very true. That's very true. Baker looks like a better quarterback when Odell is is not on the field. And maybe it's because, look, when Odell's healthy, he's by far top five, top ten wide receiver in his league. Maybe he's forcing the ball too much to Odell. I don't know. But I, I just find it kind of funny that they've been together, what, three years now, and they're still trying to establish this chemistry amongst one another. Well, be that as it may, uh, before Odell got hurt last year, he was actually having a very good year. But when you get in Nunjoku, Landry, Hunt involved in the passing game, which we know he can be a dangerous threat as well, Austin Hooper, uh, any of those guys that at any given moment, if Baker gets a groove and commands that feel, and that's what I don't want to see. I don't want to see uh, the defense in a compromising situation where all the guys – and I mean, all the players are having a rough day because they're not able to get out the break of Mayfield. They're not able to make him uncomfortable and, and get him outside the pocket and make him do some things that he's still working on growing. The Browns are a very intriguing team because it seems like they can go 12 and 5 now, 13 and 4, or they can go uh, 7 and 8, you know, depending on how the wind blows. And we. It, we have a lot of expectations for the Browns after what we saw from one year. So this isn't a completely AL for Houston. I think it will be, but I wouldn't be shocked if Houston goes up there and, and if they can rekindle and, re, and, and mirror some of the things that they did on Sunday if they make it a harder game to, uh, to lose, to win rather, for the Browns. Today I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of the entertainment you love without the hassle with Direct TV Stream that brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part, there's no annual contract, so stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. And whenever you talk about Bill Bar, you know that that's one of our loves and favorites here at the Locked On Podcast Network. You have nine delicious flavors to choose from. If you don't know about all the flavors, you're missing out. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There is something for everyone. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, go ahead and get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Go to billboard.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCK15, L-O-C-K-E-D-15, for 15% off at billboard.com. Betting on the Houston Texans doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Best podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team, favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Best podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag wherever you get podcasts. 
Alrighty, Texans fans, before we close out this latest installment of Locked On Texans, I know, I understand it, I get it. At this point on a Wednesday, you might be tired of talking about Sunday's win against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but ladies and gentlemen, look, the last topic that John and I want to discuss in regards to the Texans win over Jacksonville is the impact. What does that do for Nick Casario and David Cully? And I get it for a lot of you guys. It, it, it might not have moved the needle at all, especially when you consider that this is a team that has went through so much since what, John? Ever since they blew that 24 to nothing lead against Kansas City. But for me personally, John, that went on Sunday did two things for me. One, it restored my confidence that this is a team that could possibly win five games for this upcoming season because, you know, to begin this show off, we talked about the departure of Jaleel Johnson. And when I was looking at the 53-man roster, especially looking at five running backs, five wide receivers, and at the time it was only four, given that we didn't know when Anthony Miller was coming back, I'm looking at this team and like, hmm, this might be a team that might be tanking. But, you know, I think the, the tanking Houston Texans can go out the window. And, and two and most importantly, for me, it just also gave me a little bit more faith in the Texans rebuild. Because with Nick Casario at the helm, put together a competitive team that's not going to go out there and be like the Jacksonville Jaguars who went 1-15 last year or like the Cleveland Browns a couple of years ago that went Oh, and 16 for me, that win on Sunday just helped restore my confidence and my faith. Well, if it did that for you, imagine what it did for a first year head coach hmm. that never been a coordinator, but has been around football outside of his playing days for what, nearly 30 years. And a general manager that originally was going to come to Houston last year. NFL hit Houston with the Patriots hit Houston with the tampering charges. They finally got their guy. So Houston knew all along that this was the man that we want to lead our organization at this general manager position comes in, makes how, I don't know how many transactions and trades and, and contract reconstructing and moving on from players up until the weeks, you hear everything, even now, about Deshaun Watson and his playing status. Even though people with common sense know that there ain't no playing status. <laughs> You're going to ask, right? Everything that these two guys have had to endure and take on for things they had nothing to do with. Like, if you if you ever talk to me about something and there's drama going on and I have nothing to do my my key words are always it ain't none of my business, <laughs> but it, it was their business. They took it on, and a lot of people here, even here, locked on network. A lot of people chose Houston to go on seventeen. A lot of people chose Houston to you know drop the ball, but it didn't matter to them. The only thing that mattered to them was getting their first dub. It's getting the win, and a lot of coaches, first year head coaches, don't go out there and get wins on their first game. And I, I look at I look at this win for Cully, and I say, man, congratulations, enjoy it, move on. But you deserve this because you took on a hot mess, working towards fixing it every day, and people doubted you every step of the way. I am John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On. I'm sorry, our Twitter page is still suspended. 
<laughs> so follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. Take time out of your day. Go subscribe to the Locked On Texans podcast on YouTube. Like and comment as well, and like us on Facebook. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are locked on Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.